Welcome to the Anatomy of an Ad podcast. I'm Amy Houston, reporter at The Drum. Today, I'm speaking to Russell Ramsey, who is Executive Creative Director at Pulse Creative, about their Talk Sport World Cup campaign. Russell, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, it's great to chat with you. I think just for our listeners to begin with, it would be brilliant if you could tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do at Pulse Creative. Sure. Uh, I'm the ECD at uh, Pulse Creative, um, and I work um, across the brands at News UK, so the Times, the Sunday Times, the Sun, and their wireless brands like Virgin Radio, TalkSport, etc. So quite a mixed, yeah, mixed bag of clients, and yeah, we do everything, all the communications for all of those brands for, new, for, for News UK. I previously worked at JWT, uh, BBH, and Saatchi's, um, and I've worked on lots of different brands from Diageo, HSBC, Levi's, Lynx, Audi, all kinds of things. Uh, and every every client is different and every <laughs> advertising task is different. So um, this is a really good mix of exciting, fast-moving comms, if you like, because they're a newspaper brand. They're used to everything being done quickly. So it makes for exciting times. Yeah, I can imagine. And obviously you have had such a brilliant career, which I think we'll, we'll touch on later on in the podcast. Um, we're going to start off by talking about the World Cup campaign that you guys worked on. Um, obviously, the World Cup started this week, so it's a brilliant opportunity to reflect back on the work that you did for Talk Sport, which was on the lead up to the tournament. Um, for any listeners that haven't seen that campaign, maybe you could chat um, a little bit about it. Okay, well, yeah, so TalkSport are a kind of live broadcast channel. So they broadcast commentary of the games and they have chat around around the games and also about sport in general, mainly football, but all kinds of sports. And they get some really good guests and it's it's a fun environment and they don't take things too seriously. So everything's, uh, you know, it, it's quite fun and lively. And of course, they're covering the World Cup um, and I think what was different about TalkSport, because obviously a lot of people are aligning themselves to the World Cup, yeah. TalkSport actually have 24-7 coverage during the tournament. So literally Always on. people talking about football day in, day out, you know, night in, hour out. So, um, yeah, so it was quite a strong, simple thing that we had to say that other people couldn't really say. So it was 24-7 coverage was the, the proposition that we worked to. And we came up with different ways of looking at that, like total football, immerse yourself in the World Cup. And then we stumbled on this phrase, which was wall-to-wall World Cup, and it just seemed to hit the nail on the head. So we had that phrase, wall-to-wall World Cup. And then we needed to work out what to do with it. And um, we got inspiration from those kind of wall murals that you get around football grounds where the locals kind of paint a homage to their team or their favourite players. Um, and they're usually pretty big, pretty artistic, but they're like they're on the end of a of a terraced house or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so we thought let's tap into that, but in a slightly tongue-in-cheek way, let's let's sort of glamorize and big up the talent, Laura Woods and Alan Brazil and etc. Ali McCoy. So we made a design mixing them in with the players like Messi and Neymar, etc. And we came up with this um Design and central to it is a wall, a massive mural in Shoreditch, 
which we had painted. So I think it's pretty big and impressive. Yeah. But then from that, we were we were able to get content. So, you know, we filmed it being painted. We had a, we did a big drone shot to show the context of where it was. Uh, and then we made, um, an, I guess, a kind of funny online film where the, the conceit was that the talent had painted it themselves secretly. I um, love that. That made me laugh. That was really good. Yeah, it's a little film <laughs> where you see a few people and it's all filmed in a very sort of clandestine style and they're dressed in black and you can't really see, you can't see who they are. And then the reveal is is that it's Alan Brazil and Gabby at Bont Lahore and they get told off by Ali McCoy for having almost missed their broadcast. So it was a really fun shoot to do. And, and we also used the mural in print um, and in digital, so we were able to kind of do the designs to reflect the fixtures as well. So if we, you know, if it was you know France versus whoever, we could use the players from the teams, but do them in that murals uh, kind of on the brick wall effect. Yeah. So it just gave us a strong, distinctive look and feel. I think. Yeah, definitely. It seems that there were so many facets to the campaign. Um, I particularly like the mural just because I'm a sucker for things like that. <laughs> But um, you're right, what you're saying is it's big, it's impressive. I think it was like 50 foot or something I read. How long does something like that take to actually... Well, it's I guess, you know, when we have the idea and then we got bought, uh, buy-in from everyone at TalkSport and then it's like, make it as quick as you can. So we get the yeah. M6 are our media partner, so we talk to them about it. I think within a space of about 10 days, we've got a site. We had a few sites to choose from. Um, and then we needed to partner with the people who were going to actually paint it and, you know, organise getting getting it done, if you like, and then organising the filming of it. But I guess we pulled it all together in about 10 days. We had a few wobbles because originally we wanted to get the talent to the site, mm. you know, but Laura had already left for Qatar and the other guys had really tight schedules. So we, we had to kind of pretend that they were in the same place at the same time. So Ali... We filmed Ali on a different day to us filming Alan and Gabby, but it looks like they're in the same place at the same time, but they were filmed on different days. So that all those organisational things you have to kind of get round. Oh, definitely, definitely. And as a, a Scottish person, I don't think I can come on and speak about Ali McCoys and not ask what it was like to work with him. I think my dad would be having words with me if I didn't ask. Right, well, I guess with all talent, they're always really busy and they always don't really like doing filming like this. So you get you get like a 15 or 20 minute slot. Yeah. And then you've just got to work as quick as you can. But I think Ali's a really good actor, actually. I think he'd, probably, he'd be, if he was in a sort of Scottish sitcom or something, I'd probably, I think he'd, he'd be a really good character because he just sort of plays himself, but with a slight sort of, you know, tongue-in-cheek topness to it, like a cheeky look on his face with, with, with what he's doing. So he was... He was really good, yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, we need to get him in a, in a soap, some kind of Scottish drama. Yeah, exactly. That would be hilarious. Let's, if anyone out there is listening, let's make it happen. So, obviously, we can't really speak about the World Cup without mentioning all the controversies yes. that have surrounded it. Was that a consideration for you guys when planning this campaign? Did that sort of conversation come up? Uh, I think... Obviously, everybody's talk, everybody's talking about the football. They're talking about everything else as well. And I think it's been tricky for brands because I think that I think genuinely they don't know how to behave or what they're meant to do. 
so many brands touch the World Cup in so many different ways. Obviously, you've got people broadcasting the games from BBC ITV through wireless, through everyone. But then you've got other brands connected to the games, like British Airways are flying to Qatar. You know, even supermarkets, they know that people get together to watch the game. So they they probably, they do promotions on pizzas and everything. Like Deliveroo will deliver at half time. So everybody's in and around it and everybody's not quite sure what to do. I mean, I know because one of our other brands is The Times. Right. So obviously they're covering the football, but they're covering the other things. And, you know, every day they're talking about the, everything that's going on, not just the football. So I don't think people are, are blind to it or pretending it's not going on, but I think it's been genuinely difficult for brands to know exactly what to do and how to behave around it. It seems like it's been a difficult one for sure. And then obviously you've got brands, you know, like Brewdog that have taken a stand loads of backlash against that. So you're right in saying it's a difficult one. I think Brewdog got themselves in a compromising situation because they seem to be taking a moral position on the one hand, but then advertising the fact that all their bars were showing the games. Yeah. So it's just, it's got to be, it's got to be treated with sensitivity. And I think you can't, you can't get on your high horse on one hand and then be involved in it. In another way, I think I think Brewdog probably just went a bit too far in how moralistic they sounded about it. And other brands haven't ignored it, but they've not really stood up for it a whole lot. I mean, I think they're just, you know, they're allowing the debate to happen, you know, so that's that's it. But I think, I genuinely think people just didn't really know that how they were meant to behave. And we've had boycotts before, you know, in the Olympics, the Russians didn't go, the Americans didn't go, and it's in America next. And there's a lot of people who will think, well, I don't actually think a lot of what's happening in America right now is right. So it's one of those ones that I don't think will ever be solved. It'll be, I think any global sporting event going forward is going to have controversy around it probably. Yeah, definitely. I think it's true what you were saying about treating these things with sensitivity. I think that's always the key and also being, you know, like true to to the stance that you take. I think that was maybe the issue people had with Brewdog. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens going forward in the other big sporting events, like you said. Moving away a little bit from the World Cup, um, obviously, like I said at the beginning, you've been in the industry a long time. You've won many awards, worked on brilliant campaigns. What's been some of your personal favourite um, ad campaigns that you've worked on? Well, I I worked on Levi's and Audi for a long time when I was at BH, and that, and I still look back and think, you know, how lucky I was to work on those cool brands and work with really good clients. And so I made, I made a, I was part of a team that made a Levi's campaign called Twisted, which kind of, uh, you know, it was a big ad and it won lots of awards. And the basic premise is a group of teenagers turn up at a diner because they're wearing twisted jeans. They can twist their bodies in all manner of shapes. And it had a really good soundtrack and it just, everything came together and it made it, it was a great, it was a great ad, I think. And then on Audi, I, I worked on Audi a long time, both as a creative and as a creative director. And I guess a couple of standout ads for me was one, and it sounds like it's very quirky, 
crazy brief to get, but we, we did an ad for the TT. And one of the pieces of information we got was that the designers at Audi in Germany, when they were designing the TT, listened to Jimi Hendrix music. So we made a we made a big ad, which was like a sort of psychedelic extravaganza inside the head of a Audi designer, which featured Jimi Hendrix and features his music. And it was just a it was like a on acid TV ad, basically, for what is a you know pretty straightforward. Some might say slightly uptight brand, but but this was a real kind of creative journey of, of exuberance, really. And another Audi ad, just before I left BBH, was for the launch of the R8, which was their kind of supercar. It's almost a cliche of creative development, but we went to visit the factory, and in the factory, the production line was just really slow, and it was very clinical and white. It's like not how you'd imagine a car factory to be. So everything was basically white, everything was clean, and everything was moving really slowly, and the technicians were putting things in really carefully for a car which was the fastest car that Audi had ever made. But so we came up with this line while we were there, which was the slowest car we've ever built. <laughs> we did. We used that for the campaign, and yeah. So the TV ad was a ninety-second, really slow ad with the car showing the car being built. And then just a line at the end said, the slowest car we've ever built. Yeah. For me, it was like, it just showed the confidence of Audi because a lot, a lot of car manufacturers would say, well, we can't say it's really slow or or we've got to say more about it. But but it was just very confident, uh, a very confident piece of work that just says, you know, we, we think this car is it, basically. So that stands out, really stands out for me. Yeah, all those... Um... All those campaigns you mentioned, they sound like brilliant briefs to work on. Um, and especially the Levi's one. Um, yeah. Some of those ads are obviously so iconic. Um, I come from a fashion background before yes. this life, so I'm very familiar with all of them. You know, I think I think those ads, they manage to be very emotional, but also they're, they're underpinned by the product and brand. Like you see... When you're watching a story, you don't realise that there's been a checklist of shots. So there's like there's the front on full length shot, there's a back full length shot, there's a close up of the design on the back pocket. All these things are in the ad, but they're like put in there, and the, and the viewer doesn't really realise. You know, they've been carefully orchestrated to, for you to see those shots of the product, but they feel so natural that people don't see them as product shots if you know what I mean yeah absolutely and I think some of those ads are just so integrated into like pop culture now as well they're almost more than an ad that maybe sounds a little bit cheesy I don't know but they they're just they managed to kind of because the music was so massively important and then there would be the the ritual of the ad comes out that the song gets reissued it gets to number one you know that kind of so it literally was affecting popular culture so powerful brand. Definitely. Um that's brilliant. Um so I thought maybe just a fun one to end on since we are approaching Christmas and we've yeah. had the the tons of Christmas ads coming our way over the past couple of weeks. Has there been one that stood out for you? Is it, you know, like your John Lewis or your supermarkets? Is there one that you've saw that you're like, yeah, I like it? Uh the one, you know, the one where the, the I think it's the oldie I've got the 
they've taken the Hollywood actor and got him in the shop. The uh, elf. oh, the as the one, buddy, the elf. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I like that great. one, and I think it's close, and it's quite surprising for for yeah. Asda, if you like. They haven't done just their usual family round the table value for value for money Christmas. To, so yeah, they've they've kind of taken a leap of faith with something like that because. You know, if you're working on on a project like that, and someone says, "Oh, you know, what if we get this Hollywood actor?" Everyone thinks, "Oh, yeah, great idea," but so much trouble, so much work, so much. What if it goes wrong? How much is it going to cost, or whatever? So obviously, I mean, I w- I just would imagine that the agency and um, Asda have just worked together, and they've almost convinced each other that it's a good idea and it would it's worthwhile doing and it's gonna and having that leap of faith for it to deliver. You know, that's what's required. I think, you know, the best work is not the path of least resistance. It's like, oh, what if we did if we do that would be great. But yes, it's gonna it could go wrong. You know, there's a degree of jeopardy in it, which if you can overcome, I think, you know, you get really good results. Oh, absolutely. Um, I loved it as the one I actually spoke to the creatives that made it. And um, they it's just brilliant how they've done it. They've basically like overlaid the original film into an Asda store. And it was just, yes. it was fantastic. And like you said, I think it did take a lot of people by surprise. And for me, I think it won Christmas. So totally with you on that one. But um, yeah, it's been absolutely brilliant to chat with you about the Talk Sport campaign. And Hopefully we'll be able to catch up again soon. So thank you very much. Great. Thanks a lot.